It's Monday the 28th of October 2019. My name's Alex Elliott and you're listening to The Week in Iceland, the programme that asks what's been happening in Iceland this week, why it happened and why we should care. I'm joined this week by Zabina Leskopf, Reykjavik City Councillor for Samfylkingin, the Social Democrats, and by Jonas Moody, a writer and translator working in advertising and journalism. Welcome to you both. Thank you. Thanks very much. Now, um, Iceland's proposed new constitution is back in the news after seven years on the back burner, thanks to a stinging critique from a former prime minister and two parties submitting it to parliament for approval yet again. Four Chinese airlines are vying to offer direct flights to Iceland starting next spring. The competition bill is creating waves, with supporters saying it's a blast of oxygen to stimulate the economy, while critics say it promotes the interests of business over over those of consumers. One set of roadworks in Reykjavik has been held up over a technicality, while another grinds slowly on over two months behind schedule and crippling local businesses. Landspitali National University Hospital is in a financial hole and is struggling to get out of it. On the subject of domestic aviation, Air Iceland Connect pilots have voted in favour of industrial action and permission has been granted to rebuild the Reykjavik domestic air terminal, despite officials wanting to move the airport. And finally, the residents of four East Iceland municipalities this weekend voted emphatically in favour of merging into Iceland's biggest local government, Byland area. Similar plans in the Westfjords, however, are deeply unpopular among the local residents. Mm. So maybe we'll discuss that. Where would you like to start? The Constitution, yeah. maybe? That's the one thing that I wouldn't want to miss okay. from that list. Good. Is that OK? Yeah, yeah. sure. Happy. Uh-huh. It's been seven years, right? Yes. <laughs> seven there's long years. <laughs> anniversary of the referendum. Mm. That's why we're talking about it again now. And there's the new bill now, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, has been presented. It, new bill? Or is the same bill, exactly the same, I believe. Is it? Fourth uh, time in a row. But it's been... Almost... In... I think it's almost... They said it's almost the same as the original Constitution that was uh, presented back then, plus a number of minor changes. And adaptions that and this have been has been made. jointly put forth by Sam Filkinkin and, and the, the pirates. pirates, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, to put it on the agenda again, and I think it's a, it's a good time. Yes. Is the constitutional council still? Does it still exist? I think it has not been officially dissolved, but uh, it has been the, active certainly. Yeah, and, and th- there there are a lot of groups, uh, lobbying groups, very active, um, and they keep the subject in in the public debate, and that's very important, I think. I'm I'm judging this from a long time ago, but I think mm. two of the main issues were the ability to vote for an individual instead of a list. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the other, I can't remember what it is now. I mean, it was a lot about. Uh, I mean, if we go back to to how it happened, it was an, an incredibly demo- democracy uh, project uh, uh, involving a lot of people who were just chosen randomly to get together to talk about what needed to change in the aftermath of the 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 financial crisis and and the things they put forward their ideas and then what what worked from the um, the the um, the council were amazing ideas that would have put Iceland in the forefront of modern democracy in terms of transparency, in terms of direct democracy, in terms of, yes, an equality of votes, because we don't have that in Iceland, um, and as I said, participation and, and the distribution or distribution of power. Mm-hmm. But something happened with the Supreme Court. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, the, they, I, I'm dredging this up again from seven years ago. I don't remember what yeah, happened. Right. I think it was the they the nullified the power of some yes, of one of the. Yes, they drew right. drew. Um, so the the, the consultation council was brought together and they voted on a 
council that would create the new constitution mm-hmm. and that could have been legally binding, but the Supreme Court stepped in and said that the election itself was mm. illegal. Yeah. And so they became an advisory council instead. Mm. Uh, and that's, that's where it all sort of found, mm. floundered. I think that's mm. kind of what happened, isn't mm. it? Yes, yes. I think. Mm. But the point is, of course, that, that there was a referendum and that was absolutely clear what the will of the people mm-hmm. were. And um, they have <clears throat> ignored it, really, and, and uh, postponed it and made promises that they would take it up. And, and it's never been really taken up again. And, of course, it's, it's a bit questionable whether... That whether the parliament is is the is the body that should have the final say, and and because there's a, there's obviously con- conflict of interest. In, well, the people will have the, the final say. Yes, the, and the people have given their their opinion. Mm-hmm. So arguably, the the constitution plan is in the people's best interest, mm-hmm. but and and parliament is the one that's been holding it up. Mm-hmm. Does that mean that it isn't in parliament's best interest? Does parliament stand to lose out from this? Is that the problem? That might be because the one thing, of course, that, that uh, as I mentioned, the, the the equality of votes, that my vote here in Reykjavik does not count as much as other votes in in some of the the um, the areas in the in the countryside, and that oh. might, of course, have an impact. Yes. Hmm. Interesting. Of course, people in the countryside say that their voice isn't heard loudly enough already. Mm. So mm. that, but I think that that um, that division is also being driven and and supported and widened by political forces. They always put up Reykjavik and and the the countryside as as yeah, foes almost, and and that's I think that's not a very constructive thing to do. Interesting that. One issue that has crystallised that very dispute right there hmm. has been the airport. Maybe we should... <laughs> yes. The city, the city airport. Yeah. The city airport, yeah. 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 There's a very strong view, as far as I'm aware, yeah. in the countryside that it should not move. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that that is... Um, I th- you remember that a couple of years ago, it w- it was the debate was very heated, very emotional, and it was all about um, having access in emergency cases mm-hmm. to being close to to Landspitalen, mm-hmm. and it was like you know they they were painting pictures of you know children dying by the dozens uh, because they they couldn't be flown into into Landspitalen at at no notice this could be solved easily by having more helicopters mm-hmm. and also by um by improving the transportation there not only, i mean here that the 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 um the problems are not not really here. They are. I mean, if, if it takes you two three hours to get you to the plane that takes you to Reykjavik, then you might try do something to shorten the the time there. I mean, I know this is a completely separate issue. Yeah. Well, it's not a completely separate issue, but it's something else we might talk about later. But the fact that healthcare around the country and especially in the rural areas has been defunded. It's been a lot more pressure on Lanspitali to be able to absolutely, receive people. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, there's and lots of other factors that are, that, are, exactly. that are at play here. Yes, mm. yes. And the um, medical flights you talk about, there's not just yeah. emergencies. It's yeah. people that are going in for eye tests and all sorts of things. Exactly, exactly. That has been mentioned a lot. And, and Lanspitali is, of course, another of the one of the big issues that have been for debate in, in now, this week again, and and that is and that has been unanimously uh, said by the health institutions all over the country that they are so underfunded that they have to send more and more people to Reykjavik, which they shouldn't. But apart from that, I mean, we're talking about the thousand people that are using this airport. I mean, there are many times more people driving past my house every mm-hmm. day. I mean, that's. 
I mean, the the domestic air service has gotten so expensive and so unattainable for most people yeah. that it's yep. it's used only when you have to use it yeah. or when someone else is yeah. paying for it, of course. Yes, exactly, exactly. Back uh, in, I mean, I used to live up in Isavida uh-huh. and back in whatever it was, 10 years ago, roughly, people were using it a lot more. Lit- I mean, literally, mm. people, a lot more people were mm-hmm. using it. We'd mm-hmm. be... Go to go to the shops, go to IKEA yeah, and yeah. do the theatre for the weekend. Yeah. It's fine. Oh. Not now. It is yeah. that much more expensive. Yeah. yeah. And it's partly partly so much more expensive because people are using it less and the mm-hmm. costs haven't gone down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a bit of a vicious I mean, there, circle. I don't know how long you've been here quite a long time. Mm-hmm. I've been here a long time. Yeah. But I remember Eastland used yeah. to be here. There used yeah. to be competition in domestic service. Yeah, yeah. And doesn't exist anymore, no. of course. No, we don't have that. No. But to be honest with you, I'm not as as far as climate change is concerned. I'm not sure that like mm-hmm. supporting air travel mm-hmm. inside the country is something that should be the top of our list. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Supporting yeah. everyone's equal access to services they need. Absolutely, so, yes. that's true. And if we yes. can increase funding for healthcare institutions in the countryside, uh-huh. that needs to be a priority. Yeah, yeah. But then, and where does it stop? What what about like? The, the the state funds things like uh, the symphony orchestra and theatres and things. Everyone mm-hmm. should have equal access to that mm-hmm. and everything else that the state is funding that's only available in Reykjavik. I think that emergency services, though, have gotten to be given priority. Of, co- yeah, of, of course. Of course, of course, of course. Of course. And, and, and I, I, I remember a couple of years ago there was a an outcry that somebody calculated how much it would cost to go to the um to a concert in Reykjavik when you're living in the in the in the countryside and of course yeah that's true if you take your you know three kids to to for for a theater um going to Reykjavik that costs a lot of money but then again i mean having a choice of living in the city or the countryside i mean they also live in a house that costs just a fraction of the house that i live in so um, you can't just calculate things like that. It's it's not that. There's lots black of factors involved. Yeah, yeah. Good point. Very good point. And you know, people choose to live in different parts of the country for different reasons because they like it there. Exactly. Well. It has advantages and disadvantages. I grew up in the countryside. I mean, the the community you have in a small village can be um, a factor that makes you choose that. Yes, but of course, it means you don't have maybe access to. Um, Cultural institutions, for example. Yeah, and maybe the variety that we have here. Mm. Okay, so I know you want to talk about the hospital, but Mm -hmm. since we're on the airport Mm -hmm. still, let's just talk briefly about the terminal building. What's the um, rationale behind approving building Mm -hmm. a new one Mm -hmm. when the council's official position is that the whole airport should move? Mm. Um, That is an um, agreement that has, I think it goes back to 2013, and um, they have the right, I mean, the, I think it would be very difficult to deny them the right to repair this building. This building is very old and accessibility... But it goes beyond repair, doesn't it? Yes. And accessibility has been very questionable, both for handicapped people, but also for the buses and and uh, the parking lot and the, the whole lot. It's just not... I mean, it's. I think it's not even safe, and and it, it includes a lot, uh, a number of other things. I think an improvement of the lighting and and uh, uh, for the the approach flights, and so it's it's a whole, um, it's a whole package. And, but, but, and I'm sorry, uh, but yeah, looking sorry. at the mock-ups mm-hmm. online, I, I absolutely agree that mm. the parking lot should be paved. Yeah, that's a mm. that's a must. Mm-hmm. But looking at the mock-up mock-ups, it looks like a chic 
bar in Manhattan or something like that. I mean, there's like lighting and materials. I mean, to me, it extends far beyond repairs. Mm. And if we're propping up a system, like we were saying, that is maybe not ideal Mm. for the country right now, why are we putting Mm. money into the air terminal when Mm. we're talking about moving it? Is Mm. it public money? But we don't have the solution yet. I mean, we have a lot of ideas and we have a feasible uh, uh, projection in Krasnodar. but it's not. We're not there yet, and uh, um, I think that that, uh, as you said, the, the building is beyond repair, and there has been said that um, they put an emphasis on that this is not a permanent structure. So it will be a wooden structure. It will not be concrete. Mm-hmm. So it will be um, that they, they have it buried in mind that it will probably, hopefully. I mean, my position, our position is clear um, that removed. it will be removed. Right. But you had a question. Is is there is there funding from taxpayers that are going to the the remodeling? There is, of course, not from the city. That that might be in the in the uh, in the uh, surrounding, but uh, okay. not the building. No, that's okay. the company. But they, of course, state subsidized. Yes. Oh, they are state subsidized. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Hospital. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the, the hospital Jonas, always yeah. gets me hot under the car. Yes, I'm 40. I'm going to be needing this healthcare mm-hmm, very mm-hmm, soon, mm-hmm. and I'm just—I feel angry that uh, there are factions of the government that seem to want to defund and cripple this entire system. Yes, I think it's it's systematic. Absolutely, Absolutely systematic. They are driving patients into the the private uh, the private sector. Private sector. I feel w- like which I, there isn't much of one to talk about. Mm, no, is, actually no, but, not. <laughs> but there seems like people feel that there is lots of money to be made in the privatization mm-hmm. of healthcare. Mm-hmm. There are other parts of the budget that I feel would be much better deconstructed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like the National yeah. Church, their budget is very large. Yes. Five billion kroner would mm-hmm. do a lot to repair the National Healthcare Absolutely. Service. And I don't know why we're prioritizing the National Church over our healthcare, but for some reason, and I think that reason is that people stand to make money. Mm-hmm. People stand to make money from the privatization of the healthcare system. Yes. And Bjarni Ben was out there telling people that we keep on increasing their budget and they keep on. Uh, going into into debt and then not spending mm-hmm. it wisely, but then you have the director of the hospital going on television and explaining everything that they've done. Yeah, yeah. All the work that they've done. And to what keep he does open. not mention is that that the service needs have increased. I mean, we have, the population have increased. We have two million tourists per year, and they go a lot to Landspitalen and all the healthcare uh, and institutions the room. in the capital area. Salfos, Akranes, Sudanes. These have all been defunded. Yes. And these people don't stop getting sick. Yeah. They have to go someplace. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So it's yeah. So the work that Lanspitaling has to take on has vastly increased mm-hmm. and the budget's got to be there. Mm-hmm. They can't just mm-hmm. close their doors. Mm-hmm. I'm 40 and I'm going to need Yeah. I'm going to need all sorts of services soon and I need them to be there for me. Yes, absolutely <laughs> we need that. And I think the majority of the population is is absolutely clear on that they want state a uh, state um driven and, and uh, subsidized um, healthcare system. We yeah. are not. We, I don't think you have a, a strong majority here for privatization mm. of the health system. But we I, have I, very powerful players who are, want mm-hmm. the privatization. Yes. Does anybody do. openly want privatization? I've not heard of anyone speaking about it openly. I don't know. Uh, well, um, I just heard in an interview with Sigrid Andersen, the the former um, Minister, Minister of Justice, and she said that. Uh, uh, measures need a lo- what she called lifestyle um, 
uh, so, uh, operations, uh, and she included uh, an ex what's it called? The are you staying the uh, crystalline lens? or joint, uh, hip um, um, replacement, things like that. Yeah. She called that lifestyle um, lifestyle diseases, and they should go into private case. But the, the tactic to me seems to be not to present this as a case to the country, but mm -hmm. to cripple the, the existing healthcare system mm -hmm. to a point where the nation itself will demand something like privatized healthcare. Mm -hmm. It's very be, yes. sneaky, and yeah. I don't like it. Mm. I agree. What um, prospect is there for the the problems of Landspitali diminishing when the new building opens? Because that's a massive project and it's ongoing. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. We can't expect them to be investing large amounts of money right now in facilities mm -hmm. when they're about to move. That's fair, isn't it? Well, mm -hmm. beds are mm -hmm. already not being used. There were 135 beds that were empty. So even if they open the new building, if they don't have the staff, they can't use the beds. Yeah. And the, the, the huge nursing shortage and support staff... These people aren't being supported in their work, and they're not. And these these people are, are not showing up for work. They're not going to do these, this mm. work anymore if they're not being supported. Mm. So mm. there's there's no reason why opening a new building is going to suddenly solve everything. Mm. There has to be funding yeah. for the staff as well. Yeah, mm. and the staff. It, it's it's been mm. so much. It, this is not an attractive place to work anymore. It's humiliating. Yes. And we also, that's a subject I'm very interested in also. Um, Iceland has never tried really to be attractive to highly qualified workforce from abroad, filling those positions that we need to be filled, yeah. need to fill. There's a lot of competition though around the world because nursing mm. shortages aren't mm. special to Iceland. Yep. No, that's true. Mm. Widespread. Yeah. yeah. The head of the uh, Doctors' Association is very critical of the hospital management in this situation, mm. as is the government. Um, can we put all the blame on the government for starving them of funding, or is there a mismanagement problem at the hospital? The the critique from the sure, head yeah. of the of the medical mm. council, I find very odd. He grossly exaggerated the cost of the equal pay certification. He said it cost the right. hospital three hundred and twenty yeah. million kroner, mm. when mm -hmm. it didn't. Mm. The director of the hospital came out and said, this is wrong, it's mm -hmm. flat wrong, it costs 30 million kroner. That's a tenfold exaggeration. I feel mm -hmm. like there's something else at play here. Mm. There's some reason why this person is exaggerating the facts. Could it just simply be a personal dispute? It might be a personal dispute. I mean, it might, maybe mm. he has some sort of interest. I don't know, I can't say. No. I don't know enough about the situation. Mm. Okay. But it does seem like it, it seems very convincing that the numbers are on the side of Lanspital's argument. They don't mm -hmm. have enough funding. Mm -hmm. And the government's argument on that is they never say they have enough funding. And um, maybe that's true. Maybe they never have had enough yeah, funding. Yeah, maybe they never. I think they've been, of course, this has been adding up. I mean, if you have years and years of underfunding, I mean, that it adds up. Mm. And it's not that they are demanding more funding for the same services. They need more funding for vastly increased services. Mm -hmm. The scope of their work, like you said, mm -hmm. two million tourists, mm -hmm. and a lot of them don't pay the bill. Yes, unfortunately. Yeah. Which is such a shitty They've thing to do. Mm. Trouble getting that money back. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Anything else to add, or should we move on? Where do we go now? We've got the, so much the, more on the, list. the road closures, <laughs> which, I mean, talking about roadworks is mm -hmm. pretty boring, except for when it's over two months late and businesses are shutting down. Yes, the Kverviskata, for yeah. example. Yes, that's Our businesses been... Sh what's, what's shut down? 
Um, Dill was one. Oh. Then reopened several months later elsewhere. Yeah. yeah. And they blamed it partly on that. The National Theatre's having trouble. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Graui Kutterin, mm-hmm. he's saying there's, his profits are of is course, taking yeah. down 40%. Of course, that, I mean, uh, there's nothing that troubles you more and annoys you more than construction in your closest environment, mm-hmm. whether that's at your home or, or the business. And of course, it's been difficult and particularly Kvaderskata has talk, taken longer time than it uh, was originally. Um, Does anything said, ever finish on time? <laughs> that's a good question. Uh, it, took, it took 40 years to build. Right, right. So I feel like um, I feel like a couple of months is In, not, in that case, Kvaderskata was due to uh, problems with the pipes and there were some um wrong information about in, in the drawings in old drawings so it it didn't when they opened up and that of course i mean i i have a i have an old house um anyone who has lived in an old house knows the minute you open up to repair something a lot of things come there's come always, into always the other problems and that that was the case there yeah. there was a problem with the pipes and the the height i think of the street and the the construction so so uh, that i mean there yes there that it's been taking longer um the city has been criticized criticized and i think rightfully criticized for their information um policy in there and that that definitely did uh, does need some improvement um Uh, of course, people will need to know what's going on mm-hmm. around their business. But having said that, I mean, I worked in Querviskata in from 2005 to 2008, and the place was dismal. Mm. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it was, and and this is going when this is going. I walked there yesterday. They finished the the square uh, there around Ingolstadt and uh, the pavement there, and they are finishing the. Um, The sidewalks and and the uh, uh, the cycle uh, bicycle paths now this week, so it's it it is happening, and um, there has been done a lot of. I mean, there there are web pages we can follow up with what's going on every construction site in the city, mm. but um, of the, course it's understandable that that this is difficult for those. But the concerned. the drop in business can't completely be blamed on construction. No, I no. mean, tourism is down as well. Yes. And if you're a cafe in downtown Reykjavik, mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Yeah, your business is going to go down this year. Yeah, yeah, that but forty percent compared 40, to maybe forty percent is a lot. But also, we can't just pretend like we don't need to engage in maintenance in the city. It's, yeah. just, it's just a part of life. I mean, my street has been torn up for it was torn up all summer. Mm. There's constantly construction going on, especially downtown. Mm. Well, this guy is saying that they didn't give hardly any notice. Yeah. Yeah, and that was, that's a problem. That was bad, yeah. And then yeah. they were hoping, well, yeah. end of May, so end of June, July, mm-hmm. August, it was supposed to be three months, mm-hmm. and now we're already mm-hmm. at five months. Mm-hmm. When it gets to a big overrun like that, do you think there is scope for compensation? Is there an argument to be made? Well, who who can you... Uh, the, the compensation is always a question for for um, what is to blame, who is to blame. And and if, if I mean, you can see technical reasons why they were unforeseeable. Um, why it took longer time that that would be something to to be looked into. But then also, as I said, I mean, um, the profit they will have from having this street renewed. I mean, how will you measure that? And there are still more restaurants and cafes opening than closing down. So we, I th- we think we shouldn't talk down the city center the way we've been doing. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Good. Okay. Then, talking of tourism, we've got the mm-hmm. the Chinese airlines. Mm-hmm. There's also East Iceland, uh, the competition bill. 
What do you want? I just want to say briefly mm-hmm. about sure. the Chinese airlines. Mm. I think it's fine for more tourists to be coming into the country, but I really think that the real costs of having such a vast number of tourists in this country needs to be better realized. Mm-hmm. There are costs to our infrastructure. There are Absolutely. costs to our quality of life, especially for people who live in areas that are highly touristed. Mm-hmm. And I think if we're going to bring more tourists into the country, mm-hmm. we have to look at them as more than just business opportunities. Mm-hmm. I think we have to look at really what's 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 at stake here mm-hmm. and what's what, what are they costing us. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when people come as tourists, then that's something that has to be included in the bill. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just the, the last couple of years, we've seen some awakening regarding, you know, um, constructing more paths in, in sensitive areas, or even closing down areas um, in these that, that are sensitive to uh, um, a lot of people walking there. And, but it's it's going very, very slowly. Also, I mean, people people driving around the roads in the countryside. There's people who live out there who rely on those roads. Mm-hmm. There's there's a school district right now around Plantos where we were this yeah. uh, last weekend, and people were complaining that it takes the kids twice as long to go on this road because it's such right. a, it's such a terrible condition. Yeah, and the, the it's not on the schedule to fix this road mm-hmm. until 2020 or no until 2024. Mm-hmm. And it's because there's so many tourists that have been using the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people should be paying for the damage that they're causing. Mm-hmm. They should be responsible yeah, for it. Absolutely. We need a, a, a clearer strategy that is goes beyond just increasing the numbers. I think people have been in in the maybe past two or three years, people have been talking about getting more um, like incentive travels, um, so high paying um, tourists. High paying tourists yeah. and lower numbers. Yeah. Of the top 10 countries that visit Iceland, China is the only one that's increased in the last mm-hmm. year. All the others have gone down, mm-hmm. and that's without any direct flights. Mm-hmm. So there's a possible advantage there for, what's the word, um, like reacting against the downturn that's been happening. There's mm-hmm. 12% more Chinese tourists in the last year, and mm-hmm. they don't have any direct flights. Mm-hmm. Um, so it could be a buffer for the tourism downturn. Yeah. Assuming yeah, it continues. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but like I said, it's not. It, it doesn't just revolve around money. It can't just be an economic incentive to bring these people here. Also, bringing people from halfway around the world has a huge uh, cost as far as carbon is concerned, too. I mean, these are long flights. Better that they be direct, probably, but still, increasing air traffic to Iceland is not a great thing right now, I think, mm. with, with, with the climate crisis as it is. Mm. Mm. Like I said, increasing the number of... High quality tourists, mm-hmm. and I'm not I'm saying that that, that, that yes. Chinese people aren't high quality tourists. They're some of the biggest spenders in the world. The, yeah, if yeah, we can bring more high spending tourists, I think that's tourists divided. Here. The group is divided into uh, yeah. yeah. If we can bring more high spending tourists here and people who are able to pay for the damage that they incur, mm-hmm. then those are the kind of tourists we need. But mm-hmm. being able to pay for the damage they incur that implies some sort of direct, some direct input from them. But surely spending money and being taxed is that input. Well, certainly, yeah, that, that could be part where of does that go then? Um, and there, there are so many issues that are not. I'm like, uh, we in the city, we've been looking a lot at the, um, um, the usage of spikes on your tires mm-hmm. in the winter. I mean, you, you, I mean, we're, we're getting the first bad weather now, so you can start hearing the cluck 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 on the streets. Mm-hmm. Um, we have twenty six thousand rental cars, and they all drive on spikes, all of them. And why do so? I don't understand. Um, well, there are so many tourists who rent cars and then park them in Reykjavik. 
It seems like good question. I don't know. <laughs> you don't need a car if you're coming to Reykjavik. Why yeah. are you parking? Why are you taking yeah. up space down here? Yeah. Why are you bringing in unstudded tires into the mm. city center? Mm-hmm. There should be incentives for people to use the public transportation here, yeah. or yeah. simply to not have a rental car while they're in the city. That, I'm yeah. sorry, I didn't yeah. mean to interrupt. But it, 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 that is that implies an enormous cost, and we've just had a revision of uh, of the. Um, the traffic bill, traffic laws, and they said no to what we have often called for that you can put a, a um, um, that you can charge for using studded tires. Um, they might allow us in the future that we could we might be able to close the city center or part of the city um, for um, those cars. Uh, because they create an enormous amount of pollution mm-hmm. and damage, and and we get no compensation for that. Mm. Well, hearing and That's seeing the number of cars that I do in June and July that are on studs, that is uh, yeah. to, to the idea of closing part of the city centre to studded tyres. I think that would have to be an honesty system more yeah. than anything. The police have got bigger fish to fry. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but incre- but increasing um, increasing the number of people who are who are ticketing, that creates direct revenue as well. Mm-hmm. I would love it if parking, basically. Mm-hmm. We, we we live downtown. Mm-hmm. And if people would, were to get tickets for parking badly, if people would be held responsible for for the way they behave with their cars better, it would create more revenue naturally. Mm-hmm. Mm. Pay for itself. Good point. Yeah. 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 But then you've got to... for it. Uh, then is it a different question of if we're providing an adequate parking facilities, um, is it fair... To, to put this responsibility on people the if the highest, facility is not good. We have the highest proportion of, of parking, spa- of, of square meters going into parking spaces in in, a, in, a, in an urban area, that I mean, by far. And, Which is and in itself still, a problem. I'm sorry. Yeah. Car ownership here is a demon. Yeah. Icelanders love their cars again. far too it's much. It's increased again after the crisis. There needs to be measures yeah. taken to decrease car ownership yeah. and not increase them. Mm-hmm. And if meeting need is by creating more parking spaces, that's a, that's the wrong way to go. Mm. Mm. Absolutely. Maybe we could invest all parking fines directly into the bus system. Yeah. There you <laughs> go. That sort of thing. I mean, bus bus ridership is so low right now. It's like seven or eight percent. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but that's also. Uh, be, 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 there are more people there, so the percentage doesn't. Get, I mean, it's not the real numbers, but we we have an, a slight increase of people using using the buses, but in numbers. But, yeah, in numbers. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's something. But that is, of course, on the agenda. Yeah. To increase public transportation yes, as well. absolutely. Well, time flies when you're having fun um, <laughs> and also when you're discussing the week's news. But that's it for today. Um, if you want to be a part of November's episode of the Week in Iceland at the Library and you can get to Kringland Library for five o'clock next Monday afternoon, the 4th of November, then there's still time to register through the Reykjavik City Library English language webpage or through the Ruv English Facebook page. The Week in Iceland, meanwhile, will return to roof.is forward slash English, Roof English on Facebook, to the Roof app, and as a podcast, including on Spotify, next Monday, the 4th of November. Enormous thanks go to my guests, Zabina Leskopf and Jonas Moody, Jonas, sorry, and thanks too to Lydia Gretasdottir for running the studio. We end the show on the number one song from the Raustour chart, and once again this week, that is Wars by Of Monsters and Men. Bye for now. How does he feel? To lie alone in your bed When you know this is forever Low like the sun Come down and break into two And I know 
Don't know 